Right. Can we please talk about in the Dora the Explorer movie? I wish I've never seen. And we should watch it. I think it's on now TV actually. So watch it. You know, I've got. There's one thing that happens in it. The whole film I want to talk about. Yeah. Right. Not Danny Trejo voicing a monkey. That's fine. (laughs) You're that. You're no problem with that. Not Andrew Pina existing. I don't know who Andrew Pina is. He's in. uh, He's an Ant Man. He's the guy that talks fast. Michael Pina. Michael Pena. 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 Penis. It's Pena. (laughs) Michael. It's like when I'm making a pina colada, like, I'm going to make a peony. Um, no, I don't mind that he's in it. I don't really mind. I don't mind much about the film. I actually thought as far as kids films go, it's fine. Hmm. What fucks me off? I like how low you are level wise. Right because now. it's because this is serious. <laughs> this is important. What fucks me off at the beginning of the film? She's like, I put boots on the monkey, which is her little monkey friend, right? Yeah. Pink. Don't mind that the monkey's pink. Who voices the monkey again? Uh, Danny Trejo Yeah but we're okay with Doesn't bother me Doesn't yeah, okay. bother me The monkey's pink either <laughs> Doesn't right? bother me No Doesn't bother me mm-hmm. She's no. like I put boots on the monkey yep. Her family Michael Pina And pretty much everyone Her best friend Her brother I can't remember Who else is in it They're all like Michael Caine's in it They're all like Dora the Explorer Don't <laughs> put Don't mon- Monkeys don't wear clothes Animals don't wear clothes Right And they don't talk What are you talking about Don't be so silly Fast forward 30 minutes Mm-hmm. The villain in Dora the Explorer, the main villain, is a fox who stands on two legs called who's Swipe. The, who's the fox voiced by? I can't remember. Is it Danny Trio? No. But he, Danny DeVille. It might be. Danny Dyer? But he's like... Any other actor with the name Danny. That voice. <laughs> Listen, he stands on two legs and he's called Swiper. And to stop him, you have to say Swiper, no swiping. Right? So it's like a tender profile? Kind of. He turns up. He's wearing a bandana. He's mm. got a mask on. Mm. He's a walking two-legged fox. Yeah. Nobody bats a what fucking eye. What does he say? So much, and nobody bats an eye, and nobody turns and says, "Hey, Dora, I'm so sorry. Maybe, maybe your monkey is actually a talking monkey that can walk around yeah. and wear boots." Mm-hmm. Because here's a fo- all of my world has just been blown open. Here's a fox that's walking, talking, wearing clothes. I might have been wrong. Nobody apologizes to Dora. They just continue telling her that she, her monkey can't talk. Wait, but the monkey can talk. It's Danny Trejo's voice, but she doesn't know the monkey can talk. She thinks the monkey can talk. But, but she tells everyone and they tell her that she's wrong. Right, okay. And then this fox turns okay, up. Okay, I've caught up with you now. Nobody bats an island. So everyone's fine with the fox talking. and no, They're not even fine with it. It's like it's not a thing. But the It monkey doesn't get to- mentioned. But the monkey talking the, is... The fox turns up as a full-fledged character as the head of an evil organization. The and they're just like, it's not a problem. Uh-huh. But she's been telling them that the, the monk, her pet monkey can wear boots and talk. And they're like, shut up, Dora. They're just like, you're an idiot. Like Pretty much. That's, it's like him... Um, Nobody apologizes. Where, who, what's the, um, Swiper, the fox. Swiper. It's Benicio Del Toro. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Uh, hello, beautiful humans of this planet. Start that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 everyone! No, once uh, bring nope. the energy down. Okay. To, started too low, went too high. I okay. need middle. How we doing, everyone? <laughs> nope. Still too high. Right. Okay, I, I, I'm just trying to get like what you do. A little bit down. You're close. A little bit okay. less. Hi, everyone. It's the Meandering. That was it. Movie podcast and. Once again, we are back. It's episode three of season three. Boom, we're doing it. Look at this. Episodes in a regular time period. Don't get used to this. 
in Narnia. No, we're not. No, doing no, it. really quickly, really quickly. Just a real quick before we get into it. It's never a quick aside. It's a quick aside. Then I feed off of it. In Narnia, they go to Narnia. They live to the like they're kids. They're like twelve, right? And yeah. they live to like fifty. They look like right. yeah. Like I, also, I also the first one with James McAvoy. When yeah, that's the one. He's got his about. little boy body. You remember? And they like they they live in Narnia until they're kings and queens. They've been there for like fifty years. Okay, yeah. They're all, oh, and, they, and they're like, oh, I remember this place. And they come back through the, the, the wardrobe, cupboard. the cupboard. Which everyone, they all came out of the cupboard. The they all come back out of the wardrobe and they're little kids again, right? Okay, yeah. Fucked. Those kids are going to be having sex and they're like 12. Because what do you, you spend 50 years banging and being grown up? What are you going to come out and do? You're going to be like, well, I'm, a, I'm now a 50-year-old man trapped in the body of a 10-year-old. I'm going to go back to school and like uh, have a bedtime and shit. That's... Those kids are fun. Second question, if they go back into the wardrobe, back to Narnia, do they age up? Or do they live in the world that they have set up as kings and queens as children again? Welcome to <laughs> episode three of the Meandering Movie podcast. Uh, once, because we're recording this right after the other one, it's still just Gary and I. There's things that might have just been said that probably will not make it into the episode. So I think leave all that's fine. Okay. Um, yep, Gary's here. I am the luscious little locks of hair atop your head, Gavin Stewart. And today... We are kind of discussing an amalgamation of films that all fall under one theme. A lot of films are being released. We kind of want to talk about a bunch of them. They all have the same theme, which is good because it lets us talk about them in some exactly. depth. But also, we're not talking about any particular movie because we found a loophole. Because we can't rules. be contained. We <laughs> so we're talking about the kind of... Ghostbusters! Yep. Matrix! Uh-huh. Spider-Man! Yes! Maybe a bit of Transformers, probably. Why Transformers? Well, same theme, isn't it? Sure, okay. What's the theme? Uh, nostalgia. Now, we have done an Teenage episode... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That, nope. We have done an episode... Michael Bay's one. And, did you see Mike Bezos? Jeff Bezos? Michael Bezos. Michael Bezos. Brother of Jeff Mut- Bezos. Poorest man in the world. Do you know what... Jesus, you know what I found out? I don't know Jesus' brother's name. John. Bingle. Bingle? Yeah. That sounds like a character from a kid's cartoon. Bingle Christ. Fuck off. I'm being sick. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we, <laughs> we have done an episode of Nostalgia before, but that was a pot like, uh, nostalgia for 80s. Oh, Gary's struggling to get up here. See, that was like watching an old granny try and get out of the seat to get the door when it rings. So, that's going to be my mid, package. Mid episode of Countdown. That's going to be my package. I got to get out of my chair. Keys a hand there, Sonny. Do you know how much points you get for, the, for finishing the Countdown conundrum? Ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Look at me go. So we're going to talk about recently. Watch me just keep us trucking down this track. We had Ghostbusters Afterlife, which yep. was primarily built around. Hey, do you remember the first Ghostbusters movie? And it was a lot. It was a fucking con as well because what they sold it as is like, hey guys, it's this, the new generation yeah. of Ghostbusters. We're gonna the kids. We're not touching on the old stuff. Look, we've got. I love how got, you went from the kids to we're not touching. It. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got new kids in, new characters. Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Fame. Everyone loves him. That girl that's in fucking everything who's actually really good. And I should learn her name, but because she's a good actress, yeah. she's the main character. And we've got you know, Carrie Coon, who's incredible in the leftovers. She's we're ignoring the old Ghostbusters. It's a brand new film, except Psych, 
Who loves the old Ghostbusters? Do you remember? Do you remember proton packs? Do you remember uh, Slimer? But this time it's like Muncher. Oh, he's the fucking. Do you remember um, Ecto One? Do you remember the music? Do you, do you remember, remember Goza? Do you remember? Do you remember Goza? Do you remember the villain from the first? Do you remember movie? the the same villains <laughs> from the first movie, but now they're CGI'd more? Do you oh. remember? Do you remember Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and, and Dan, Dan Aykroyd and? You did this in the wrong order. You should have said, do you remember Bill Murray? Do you remember Dan Aykroyd? Do you remember Winston Zeddemore, Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson. Which, I was going to say, which one's the character? <laughs> Ernie Hudson's the actor. <laughs> you should have done it in that order. And then, like, and then inexplicably, inexplicably, do you remember Harold Ramis? Do you remember how Harold Ramis died years ago? In real life? In real life. So there's no way they can put Harold Ramis in a movie, except they fucking did. They two-packed him into the movie. <laughs> And it's awful. Oh, it's so grim. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Matrix Resurrections, which is, do you remember the first Matrix movie? <laughs> do you remember how that opens? Neo? Do you remember Bullet Time? Do you remember Zion? Do you remember Smith? Remember Trinity? Remember Trinity? Do you remember uh, Do you remember Martin Lawrence? Michael, no. <laughs> no, what's his name? Um, I've forgotten his name. Martin Lawrence. It's not Martin Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. You fucked me up with Martin Lawrence. Because then I started putting Lawrence at the end. <laughs> you remember Lawrence Fishburne, but it's not Lawrence Fishburne. It's another actor. Why did they... Did Lawrence Fishburne just not want to come back? I mean, he's, I think he's a bit old and a bit podgy at this point. <laughs> Plus, if you were him and you read that script, you'd be like, no fucking chance. This is... Yeah. Dog shit awful. Remember the Wachowski sisters? Well, it's only one. It's only Lana Wachowski this time. And then Spider-Man. Do you remember the first Spider-Man movie? Do you remember the, the first movie? Amazing Spider-Man movie? Do you remember the villains like Doc Ock and Green o Goblin and Electro? Do you remember Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Hey, let's build all of our movies around <laughs> these things you remember and not have actual movies anymore. <laughs> Do you remember, guys? Do it's you? It's weird. And like, we've got, a, we've got more coming because you know for a fact Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness releasing next week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, next week. I mean, sometime in April. Sometime soon. Whenever this episode goes that's out. That's going to... Do you remember the X-Men? Remember Patrick Stewart? Oh, yeah, because he, he's in the his trailer. voice is in the trailer. Plus, his Sam voice. Raimi's directing, so he he's going to do some Evil Dead callbacks. Do you remember the Evil Dead? No um, one will get the Evil Dead callbacks because no one watched actual good movies. People just watched Doctor Strange and... Um, whatever else now Spider-Man 2 is full of Evil Dead we're also so full of Evil so Dead it's real. gorgeous it's great. We're all, like Uncle Ben's car in the first Spider-Man is the car from Evil Dead when yeah. they're driving in the that's woods. in every Sam Raimi film in every Sam Raimi, just like Bruce Campbell who will probably be in Do Doctor Strange 2 I hope so God he better be and then that Flash movie that comes out next year is going to have Michael Re Keaton's Batman. That's rebooting the entire DC extended yes. universe. So we're going to have Michael Keaton's Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, and we're going to have the original Batmobile. Because do you remember? Do you remember Tim Burton's Batman? Do you remember the Batmobile? Do you remember Ben Affleck's Batman that came out like four years ago, wherever that was? Do you remember that? It's all in the movie because. <laughs> Do you remember? Who cares anymore? What, why have anything you're interesting? Do it you is, remember? It's so, like, this. I mean, DC have always followed in Marvel's footsteps. Like, they're constantly playing catch up. But it's just so funny that, like, at least with Matrix and Ghostbusters, they were just like, yeah, nostalgia. That's what we're leaning into. Um, DC are just like, oh, wait, look what Marvel just did with No Way Home. We should do that. Immediately. Right? Like, <laughs> as quick as we can, guys. People loved it. No Way Home was such an interesting one because... Which one do you want to start with? 
Right, I think we, I should, start we with, should structure this episode. I want to start with No Way Home because... We should have structured this episode off mic, but here we are. How do you want to structure this episode? We pretty much said, should we talk about those things? We went, yes. I'm like, turn the mic off. Hit the record button. No Way Home was the only one I feel was, like, put it in your face to be like, this is going to be a Remember Berries situation. Yeah. Which is, you're going to, like, remember these things. Whereas... Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters was pretty bad. No, but even the Ghostbusters was bad for a different reason, actually. But it wasn't a bad film. But I mean, like, in the trailers for all these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Way Home was like, get ready, it's going to be a remember. Remember this thing. The trailers were like, oh, we've got, look, it's Defoe, it's Jelly Fox. The first trailer's like, here's Doc Ock. Should we we talk about No Way Home then? Should we just, should we segment off this bit? Yeah. So No Way Home came out, both saw it. I didn't hate it. I didn't... It's not my favorite Spider... It's not my favorite Marvel or Spider-Man movie, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I think what it did, it did well. I do agree. Far, far too much remembrance going on. Far too much reliance on the nostalgia of these older movies. And it's one of those films that you sit, you watch it, you enjoy the ride like a roller coaster, and you get off and you're like, there is a lot of problems with that film. Yeah, I remember vividly when I came out, because you... And Phil, I think Ryan had had all all already seen it, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I came over, and I was, like I think everyone probably was, just kind of like dazzled by the lights and nostalgia. And I was like, that was wonderful, because I'd seen Tobey Maguire. And for me, that was my Spider-Man growing up. I had the DVDs. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Spider-Man before. I love those movies. I think they're great. We literally just did a breakdown, and most of those movies are high on the list. So for me, I was like, oh, it's Joe McGuire, it's Doc Ock, it, it, Willem Dafoe being the fucking G of all fucking G. Yeah, like Dafoe, that boy Dafoe is incredible in that movie. But you come out of the movie and you're just kind of like, wait, but what was the movie? Like, what yep. did I just see? Because everything you think about is you're thinking about Tobey Maguire coming out of the portal. You're thinking about Willem Dafoe just being incredible Green Goblin again. You're like, oh, it's Tom Holland and Green Goblin. But when it comes to the actual film the way it's presented you're like it's not really a film it's mm. more like a like a f- photo album of mm. old memories yeah. with like a loose plot tom holland's arc where he he loses everything he feels yeah. like and then he overcomes that yeah which is a good character but that's it that's his, yeah. that's his entire arc for the entire movie and really that happens in the the second act going into the third act. Everything, yeah. up to, everything up to that is is build up and everything after that is kind of for the next. And the build up is so bad. I'm just like, it's just like, you're a criminal and you're, you've done a terrible thing and you've killed a person. Anyway, you're not now. So um, <laughs> go fight the guys from the other movies that we all remember. And you're like, okay, I guess we're doing this movie. Like what? And it's like, okay, now it's a fetch quest from a video game. So go fetch them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We've, fought, we've got them all now. Okay, now it's, they're turning against you and it becomes an almost Sinister Six type situation, but not Sinister Six like, situation. And that's the thing, like the action, when it starts in the middle of the second act, yeah, through to the end is a roller coaster and a good roller coaster. It's fucking fun. It's real, you know, you've got, the, you've got them in the apartment and you've yeah. got those gag, the gags and happies and the, the fucking, what's it called? The transmogrifier, whatever the fuck, the, synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. You got all that stuff and then his spider sense is going off and Defoe's plan comes and to fruition and it's just- like... Oh. And you get the you get the death, and then you get everything through to the end, and you get like all you know, and then it kind of this is what I was saying about you get Tom Holland's arc, 
does Tobey Maguire have an arc, or is he just there? I'm trying to. Tobey Maguire is kind of there as the old, the old weathered guard. One. Yeah, kind of like I've been through all this. It's going to be okay. Andrew Garfield gets his hero moment. He's he still in the middle MJ. part where he's still grieving and he's never got his like, closure. Yeah, but, but that's but that's my point. It's like those characters exist, and other than Garfield saving MJ and Peter stopping Green Goblin from getting stabbed by his own glider, that's it. I mean, but that's all. The, that's finishing arcs that didn't really exist. It, it's it's creating and finishing stories that didn't need to be created or finished, so people can go. Oh, they like they because Andrew Garfield got to save MJ. The amount of times I'm on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and you see or YouTube, and you see people who's like, "This was the greatest moment of my life when like Andrew Garfield saves uh, MJ," and it's like, but. Who cares? <laughs> because, and I'm, I've said this about Star Wars fans, and I'm going to say it about Marvel fans now. You lying, two-faced fuck, fuckers out there who are like, oh, Andrew Garfield should come back and have another oh, go. Man. He needs another movie. How he was so many good. people are, like, are now in the, like, Andrew Garfield was always my favourite Spider-Man. Like, like, fuck amazing. off. He's like, his movies actually aren't that bad. Like, fuck I went back and watched off. them. It's like, no. I, I went, fell into that trap. I was like, we spoke about the Spider-Man films and I was, I was like, I'm going to go through them all. And I stuck, I stick by my ratings on Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 in their thing. However, hands up, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 ooh, are awful. They're, they're, they're the biggest cinema sin, as I have said, and I will continue to say on this podcast and in real life, the biggest cinema sin any film can have when your sole goal is to be an entertaining piece of media to be watched for an hour and a half is being boring. Yeah. I don't care if you're bad and entertaining, at least you're entertaining. Yes. I would rather that. If you're a film and you are boring... Biggest cinema sin. And those films are so... They are filled with just boring moments. That's it's such unreal. a perfect way to put it. Because bad films, like you said, can be good. Think of the amount of bad films out there that we actively go out and watch because <laughs> they're fun and how bad they are. I know we spoke a lot about it. I don't want to go too much. Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. They're I not can't very... believe you've now made this crossover into a second episode. They're not great films, but they're at least fun. They, they at least keep that they're, up. They're, they're go to the, the cinema and have a laugh, come out and joke about it with your friends. Yeah. Whereas with those Andrew Garfield Spider Man, especially the first one, the second one has some kind of moments. And the first one's got some good moments. I'm not, I'm not decrying this film as, as straight up horrendous because yeah. it does do some things well. But for the most part, it's like, oh my goodness. And you can go back to episode one of season three and listen to more about <laughs> what we thought of those movies. But yeah, it's just like that. All the stuff that's come from it, it's it's people posting clips of like Tobey Maguire walking through the thing, or it's posting clips of the three of them doing their poses when they land, mm. or the I never fought an alien, or. Uh, I love, like, moments. I don't have shooters. But What? Yeah, look, it's organic. But the problem is, it's just like, the moment, the movie is intermittent moments, kind of connected by a very, very loose, very shoddy, like, plot. That's to set up... That's the next, I was going to say. Yeah, like, it's, it's Marvel setting, using this film as the, like, right, this will be the big hitter because people love Spider-Man's. And it will also kickstart us into the next season of the Marvel verse, where the multiverse, multiverse can come gonna... in, and and that's cool. And I've been, I, I'm sure people will find the episode where I spoke about it, and I was like, I'm buzzing for this because it's going to let Marvel blow the lid off of it. And I am still excited because I'm still excited for them now to be able to go like, all right, cool, fucking, you want to see. You want to see four different Iron Mans? And thankfully, Robert Downey Jr. is fucked off. So it'll just be like, hey, his four... Oh, he'll be back. <laughs> he probably will. But here's four incarnations of any character that you love that we're just going to give you... Yeah. Like, we're going to give you some mental shit now. Awesome. Down for that. But I do wish that the No Way Home had done it slightly more... 
Is relaxed the right word? I wish it just hadn't been quiet. It's so in my face. So in over the top intense. Yeah. And here's the other problem that it's now set up with this multiverse thing is they've seen how well, because No Way Home has made an immense amount of money. And of course, like I said in the last episode, studios are very simple. The crossover would be like, we did the nostalgia thing of bringing back actors mm-hmm. from old comic book movies. And that movie made a lot of money. So we're now going to see, because of this whole multiverse thing opening up, we're going to probably see Patrick Stewart's Xavier in uh, Doctor Strange. And we're going to start to see, fuck it, um, what's his, um, the guy who played Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man 2. You- oh, uh... <laughs> Not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> no, it's not Stanley Tucci, but I wish it was. It's not Steve Buscemi. Not Steve Buscemi. It's the little guy with a baldy head. What's well, his name? Oh, I can't remember. But like Andrew Rockefeller? <laughs> <laughs> not even close. <laughs> uh, let me... Paul Giamatti! Paul Giamatti! Yeah, like, we're going to see him come back, or we're going to see... We're definitely going to see Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine at some point, but it's going to be like the first class cameo type of deal yeah. where he just says fuck off and that's we're gonna and, you know, I, and they're gonna I'd sell the movie that. on that now and that's what the movies are just gonna be yeah, like just, Marvel well and that's like I, I, I was speaking to friends about it and it's like Marvel are definitely falling into this rabbit hole of just like remember of just remember and also remember and like just these like rather than setting up good films which stand by themselves and like Shang-Chi did it awesome because yeah, no, there was no outside was the best one of last year it was like no it was outside information um, but we're just falling into this as of like hey look at this thing how cool is this? It's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. But what about the film? What about this film? It's like, yeah, but Hugh Jackson's Wolverine, right? It's like, yeah, yeah and that's cool. And that will be... What about this film? That will be the stinger at the end of the trailer. It'll be the thumbnail for the trailer. And it'll be the thing that'll make people go watch the film. And the film itself could be bang fucking average. Like, <laughs> God, though, it could be some real shite. Mm. But because it has the Hugh Jackman's Wolverine cameo... or Ryan it has, Reynolds' Deadpool... Or Tom Hardy's Venom. <laughs> no. Uh, it's people are just gonna there it's gonna make them think it's more than it actually is. It's it's taking away the idea of a movie and just making a remember this experience mm. and you know who are the worst for it? We'll get to Ghostbusters and Matrix in a second, because this just popped in my head. Fucking Star Wars. Oh, and yeah. the Mandalorian oh, and yeah. the Book of Boba Fett. Where it's like, do you remember Luke Skywalker? Do you, do you remember him? So I've I have i have seen I've seen the no, I've seen The Mandalorian seasons one and two. Haven't watched The Book of Boba Fett Neither yet. Have I. Um, but like the first episode, the first season of The Mandalorian is brilliant. Me, just- me and Hannah watched through that and I was like, this is fucking dynamite. This is actually so good. And it's these characters. I don't know. That's clearly a Yoda, whatever the fuck Yoda is. But, and that's clearly a Boba Fett kind of guy. Awesome. Um, and they even, they even pull the rug when there's the episode in the first season where they go in Timothy Oliphant's wearing Boba Fett's Boba armor, Fett's armor yeah. and it's like oh, Boba Fett is like nah I just found this old junk somewhere and it's like it's so good. It's awesome like- you've, you've, you've pulled the rug out from under me nice yeah. season two hey look Luke Skywalker look actual Boba Fett look Ashoka look at all these references we can cram them all in it's the whole season of cramming shit in it's Star Wars please no and then uh, from what I've heard Book of Boba Fett just continues down like, that hey path. do you remember Tatooine uh, uh, I know Luke Skywalker's in the book of Boba but yeah it's like they're the worst for it it it's it's the Disney machine of Remember Berries, but then you've also, because it's worked so well for them, and that's what the, like, Force Awakens is literally just, do you remember, do you remember A New Hope? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first Star Wars movie? Because here's the first Star Wars movie again. And then the rise of Skywalker is... <laughs> yes, do you remember The Force Awakens? <laughs> 
like the the time frame for remembering is shortening to the point where I give it a, two more years before it's. Do you remember Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man? Here he is again, and he's going to walk through a portal of some type. He's just going to make a wee quip of just like, "Oh, I couldn't do it without me, guys." And he'll be in the movie for four seconds. It'll all be CGI, and he'll fuck off and make fifty million dollars. Yeah, and it's like remember things and. As much as we've just shouted about uh, No Way Home and Marvel, the worst example that we saw was absolutely Ghostbusters Afterlife because it's it's different from Marvel because it's trying to do what Disney has yeah. done with Star just Wars and Marvel. Very quickly before we go into it, my final thing on Spider-Man is I, I do like Spider-Man No Way Home and I'm a big Marvel fan. Everyone knows it. I like the film. It had its problems, but I did like it. Um, I had a point and I just wanted to get it out before we segued into Ghostbusters and now I've fucking forgot about it uh i did like it i was i was kind of like i think before it i was one of the biggest decriers as well if you, you probably remember i was kind of like yeah i'm kind of getting nervous about what it's going to be you said this in episode one of season three we were kind of like yeah i don't really know if i'm wanting this like, it's like it's- I, i've been talking about wanting it for so long but now it's getting closer i'm like i don't know if i do it was better than i was expecting and i'm glad it was what it was i do wish that they'd yeah and my final thought is i just wish they'd spent more time making the film like a worthy piece of cinema. I'll take your sentence and change it. I wish they'd spent the time making a film. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Like, like rather than just a bunch of set pieces that are cool because they're cool. Cause you remember things as well. Yeah. But yeah, Ghost- but yeah, Ghostbusters is by far, by far 10 times worse because Ghostbusters falls into its own fucking bullshit trap of like, Hey guys, we're making a Ghostbusters film. Cool. No problem with that. Uh, we're not going to do anything to do with the SNL female led Ghostbusters. Um, Thank God, and and yeah, I've said this before. I, I wish that film had been good. I was, yes. I was so, I was so ready <laughs> just to make the, the trolls online. On, yeah, like, all, just all the trolls, eat their and all own the people dark. being so horrendous. And I was ready to be like, "Look, it was a good film. Fuck you. Sit down. I can argue that film into the fine. You want to be racist and sexist? Awesome. I will put you down because the film's good. They released it. And I'm like, oh, I can't even defend this. The just, movie's I, not <laughs> like. It's, indefensible i i chose to rewatch it after watching ghostbusters afterlife just to be like where is ghostbusters now yep. in my because i love the first one yep second ones eh, I, I can, love the second one I but can, i think i grew up it was can, one of my yeah i can take it or leave it and i was like so i'm gonna rewatch this one because i only saw it once outside the cinema it's awful <laughs> it's like oh my i watched it with audio boy and he's he's quite a good ga- gauge because sometimes i can be like that's off he's like it was fine he was like that was awful <laughs> and like yeah he was just like and it's it's nothing to do with the casting and it's nothing to do with an all f- it's nothing to do with yeah, them being it's, females it's, it's, it's none of that it's the writing paul feig's writing and directing is awful because he didn't write film. a script it's just a improv for 14 minutes we'll cut a bunch it's like our podcast we say a bunch of shit we cut things together and we hope it's funny but, it, but it's it's and it's that level of snl just broad yeah we're gonna make 20 jokes and we'll pick one of them out and we it. hope three of them land yeah. out of it so yeah so it's it's you know they did that and this film was like we're not doing anything like that we're actually going back to the 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 ghostbusters everyone loves and there's gonna be reference and the, i remember the original trailer it was like boom boom yeah do do i was like oh that's the ghostbusters and it's like they they rip off the ecto one and it's like what is this thing and it's kind of like it was cool because it was like even in the film it was going the ghostbusters are out of vogue like they're not popular yeah they're kind of been forgotten about but we're gonna we're gonna tie it in somehow 
And then they had the Stay Puft Marshmallow Men in the trailer and they're like little gremlins now. The minute that trailer came out, I was like, okay, we're in trouble here. See, I wasn't too far, because I was like, okay, it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Men, but at least they're tiny and they're gremlins and they're doing something different. It's not a giant one, all right? Mm. It's it's still doing it. It's still doing like, look, and there's a bit more Ghostbusters. I was like, all right, I'm with you. I'm swaying a bit, but it's different enough. Cool. And I think that was the last trailer I watched. And then I went to see the film and the first first two acts i would say the first 30 to 40 minutes of the movie are fine fine there's plenty of things that i can complain about finn wolfhart's character and his story do not need to be in there his brother doesn't, doesn't exist there's there's a sequence where they're like hey do you want to come up to the old mine and we that's where we like kiss and do drugs and shit and they yeah. go and then something screams out of the mine but that whole sequence is like 10 minutes and of them being up there and i'm like if the whole point was to show me something come out of the mine just fucking do it because i don't need just, i don't need all this teenage just drama a, romance a nighttime shot of like there's an old janitor for some reason sweeping in the desert and then there's just like a wow and he goes whoa and then that's it cool we so don't, yeah there's plenty i can complain about but for the most part it was like okay so it's harold ramus's granddaughter he was in a strange mental case and they, like, they even here, they're setting it up like, look, he was a lunatic, but here's all his old equipment. And it's like, all right, that's enough. I can work I can with work that. With it. It's like, yeah, oh, look, proton packs. Cool. The Ecto one. All right. I'm with setting you. up new Ghostbusters for a new generation. Paul new- Rudd's here. People love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Does he need to be in the movie? No, he does not. not. But it's like, at least it's no, new. No, he does not. At least it's new. The scene where he goes to Walmart is... <laughs> awful <laughs> like i'm gonna keep saying the word awful today because we're talking about awful movies which is maybe we should have tried to be more positive but it's funnier this I, way. like I'm, I'm here i'm here trying to like champion this is what you're bit. good for i'm just gonna be a monster and, I, <laughs> and so it's like so it was doing well and it was trying to set stuff up and i was like cool and then the beginning of the third act so there's this whole subline, this whole sub story with uh fucking jk simmons character being oh yeah he trapped. Was, i forgot he was in that movie so jk so there's this whole sub story of jk simmons being trapped in like stasis underground and he's drawing the energy so it's a little bit of ghostbusters 2 and it's a whole a little bit of ghostbusters 1 he's drawing energy from like ghost negativity or some bollocks and it's apparent that he's going to try and resurrect himself and take on the mantle of like lord of the town and that just gets swept away in a so 30 seconds yeah, jk simmons is in that movie because he comes like, back to life yep he goes i'm alive wait goza from ghostbusters one the villain from goes you're here he goes they rip him in half jk simmons is no more gone that's it and now it's we're all just straight and back now into and it. that's when it goes well whoa. off then it's like hey guys Goza, I was like, all right, I, I guess you had something going on with J.K. Simmons, but we're not doing that. So I'm okay. I'm here with Goza, but what's because we've had our we've had our Dan Aykroyd cameo. Did we have Bill Murray cameo at that point? I don't think we did. Did he come up? Was it Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray? We had up the at Dan the Aykroyd because she phones and she he's phones in the bookshop, him. but he's in from Ghostbusters. Is that too. it? Is that the only? Cameo? So I was like, okay, so you're doing all the beats. You're getting it all out. I get, I'm fine. I'm here. I can't remember if Bill Murray or Ernie Hudson had appeared yet. Obviously, Dan Aykroyd had had his... Uh, I mean, uh, Harold yeah. Ramis had had his little bits and of, like ghost. The, it, it's uh, done like a love letter, like, we, we miss Harold Ramis. And that yeah. was nice. Yeah, the way they treated it in the beginning of, like, let's do this dark kind of... Dark lighting, you could, you catch, like, a, a silhouette of him. You, you can tell that he's got the hair. Yeah. It looks like Harold Ramis. he's a ghost, and it's kind of what he and wanted in the fucking... Yeah. It's all, it was all good. It was handled well. And then the third act, it just went... It falls apart. Oh, it's like, so bad. 
And I think the problem like, for me if, was... Sorry, if people haven't seen it, just to spoil this, and I want to hear what you're saying, you, but just you to spoil it. technically can't spoil the film, because I've already seen it before, back in like the 80s, when the first <laughs> one came out. But, but effectively, it the film's going like, we're going to set up the new Ghostbusters, and it's passing the torch on, here we go. Except now, look guys, all four of the old Ghostbusters are back, including Harold Reynolds's ghost. A force ghost. It's <laughs> a little force ghost from and Star Wars. the new characters aren't good enough to save the day. Yeah. That's it. We're so sorry. But luckily, remember these guys? They can save the day. Our Why set the film up, passing on the torch, to then just concrete over your own fucking movie? Because the weird thing is the film, as it's going on, like when you've got the, I guess, car chase scene, but they're chasing the ghosts through the town and stuff, and they're like they're testing out the, the proton pack. It's, like, it's them chasing them trying to learn how to use all the tools at their disposal to become better at being Ghostbusters. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool, so we're building up to this. Like, they fail at first, they're going to learn. By the end of the movie, they'll have mastered they'll be Ghostbusters. And they'll be good at it. And then it gets to the end of the movie, and they're just sidelined and useless, and all the stuff they've been trying to learn to do becomes pointless. And it's just like, don't worry, these four, well, three... V- very, very, old very, very old men, <laughs> and one who was so old he died, <laughs> are all now going to save the day in this dog shit awful hero shot of them yep. standing side by side. And then it does the whole like, oh, and here's Harold Ramis and he's signing off for good, even though he's already signed off for good because he's dead. He died. But here he is and he's going to hold the gun and he's going to pat the little girl on the head, his granddaughter, and he's going to have his little hero. And it's like, but, but wait... Harold Ramis wasn't even set up as a bad like guy in the other films. Yeah, in this one they tried to set him up as a bad dad. As a bad dad, but that's yes. not a that's not a storyline from Ghostbusters one or two. No. So he's there, and they make they like they like slander the character, and then just redeem it by the end of the movie in a fucking hour and a half runtime. Why? Also, all, if- all in the all in the name of. Do you remember Ghostbusters 1? Do you remember Ghostbusters? And the annoying thing was it was Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, who came in to do this. And because um, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson love a paycheck, they they said the exact same things they said when the uh, Paul Feig movie came out, which is, like, the script is so good, we had to sign on, we loved it, blah, blah. It's like, no, you wanted the paycheck. And it's the same with this one. They're like, the the script Jason wrote was just so good, and we just had to sign on. It's like, no, you wanted the paycheck. Because... I feel Jason Reitman wrote two acts. Yeah. There was a third act, but the studio went... 100%. Like, or someone involved. Maybe. Jason's, Jason's third act that was definitely doing... Whatever whatever the storyline with J.K. Simmons was, that was going to be... You know what I mean? That was it. And the kids were going to build up to something, and they were going to... They were going to take over. They, they were going to come together. It. And maybe there would have been a nice cameo of all four of the Ghostbusters turning up. Like, uh, maybe... Who knows? Maybe it was meant to be... The original Ghostbusters turn up at the end after everything's gone. So after that phone call, Dan Aykroyd goes and gets them, and then like they turn up and the town's fucking leveled. But the four Ghostbusters, they're like, "We did it. We saved the day." And they're like, "Oh, well, I guess you don't need us." Yeah, like because th- thanks, you know, and that would have been nice of like that would have been the passing the torch on yeah. moment. Instead, they take the torch away from them, take all the glory, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie. The kids get into the car and drive it back to New York. And you're like, why are they oh, going to be yeah. Ghostbusters in New York and now? And Ernie Hudson's bought the fucking firehouse, right? Yeah. And he, he's... That was a just, weird element. It was just like, what? Why? Why is any of this? 
Okay, so this is a hard cut. Gary had to go pee. Uh, we lost our train of thought. So we're just going to continue from wherever we think we're going to continue, which is now The Matrix Resurrections. I think we summarise Ghostbusters. Okay. We just, summary of, again, two thirds of the film are fair to decent. Yes. And it just loses it at the end. It, it, it just decides to take all of its own hard work and just piss it up the wall. Much like I pissed into the toilet, just pisses it all up the wall into the wind and just ruins itself. Yeah, you're reminding me there, like two points I was going to make, which was the first one. I remember when they're doing the car chase, in quotation marks, Chasing around the Muncher. town. Yeah. Sorry, do you not think Muncher in that movie, that little blue goblin ghost thing, looks yeah. like sad Marlon Brando? Yes. Why? Because everything fat and podgy that eats looks like sad Marlon Brando. <laughs> 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 it's just the way it is. Uh, I remember during that car chase scene, I was like, I just had a moment of reflection in my in my head to be like, oh, I just I don't really care, but I'm kind of I'm kind of disinterested now. Yeah. The film isn't bad. It's a it was a fine film up until that point. I was just kind of like, eh, and then. When it did get to that bit at the end, when it just became, do you remember Gozer? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? I just the Walmart yes. scene with. Uh, Sorry, I'm nodding my head in massive, like yes. the the like ninety degree he, nods of like, yes. He's getting whiplash, like he's in forty X. <laughs> but I was, I realized I'm not it's, being. It's just I ju- like the Walmart scene with the Hellhounds, and then everything. I was just oh, me, yeah. sitting there with apoplectic rage bubbling in my eyes. I was just like, this is... And then I came out and I remember I messaged the group chat that we have for this podcast and I went, oh, so they just did The Force Awakens, but for Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, Because that's literally it. It's just like The Force Awakens is, do you remember the first movie and do you remember all these things in the first movie? And that worked really well for that movie and they made a buttload of money. And so then for Ghostbusters, they thought, we'll do that, but worse and with no payoff. What did you think of uh, the new Corey Feldman? He was pretty good. Who was the new Cody? The Feldman? little beans kid. Who oh, he was. I liked him. Yeah, like he's the pod, basically playing uh, the podcast, Corey Feldman from yeah. uh, Goonies. Right. The podcast kid was the best part of the movie for me. I I I did like the girls' version of Harold Ramis's. Those two were good. Eagle and the the, yeah, the Paul Rudd. Caddy she's Coon. always good. That little yeah, girl. she's great. She's a great actress. And then the Caddy Coon Paul Rudd stuff was kind of funny. Yep, I'm fine with it. Everything was. Fine. Everything was fine. Finn Wolfhard can, can fuck off, man. Uh, go back to Stranger Things. Finn don't Wolf- care. Don't even go back to Stranger Things. Everyone loves Finn Wolfhard, and he's like, the, he's doing the, other than Billy, Billy Bobby Bounds. Millie Mi- Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I just call it? Billy Bobby Brown. <laughs> Billy Mobby Bounds? <laughs> Billy Bobby Bobby Wub. Um, like, I'm fine. Millie Bobby Brown's doing very well. Finn Wolfhard is doing very well. I'm fine with half of that. Millie Bob Brown deserves to be very well. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard's just shit. I, I've never understood why he's the he, one that's doing the best. I, he, I haven't seen him in anything where I'm like, good actor. He does know that kind of like uh, Andrew Garfield in kind of acting thing where it's just like, I'm too cool for this. It's like he wants to do what Timothy Chalamet's doing, except he's shit. a dweeb. <laughs> and not a good actor. compared. Like Timothy Chalamet is God tier levels of acting. I, if I met Timothy Chalamet in a bar... I would ask him what I could... I would, like a genie, would offer him three wishes and whatever he wished for, I would move mountains to achieve. Yeah. If I met Finn Wolfhart in a bar, <laughs> I'd say, your name's not Finn Wolfhart, you little dweeb, and I'd punch him. And then, and then, you, then I'd spit on him. And then you'd bury him under a mountain instead oh, of I, moving I, would, I just... I does my head in. I hate him so much. Interesting. I've never had... For me, Finn Wolfhard exists when a thing comes out. Why would you pick the name Finn Wolfhard for because, your statement? Because he's... What? No, wait, no, wait. I'm looking up his actual name. I'm not well, calling him Finn Wolfhard. Did he choose Wolfhard. that as his? It's not. that. 
You, he could have come from one of those weird kind of like happy families where like we're going to give him a special name. I don't name. believe that's his name. I don't believe it. Where's his? I need to find out his real name. Finn Wolfhard, real name, right? What is it, you little dickhead? <laughs> it's Finn Michael Wolfhard. That's it. I told you he's going to oh come from one of those little like weird happy families where like let's give him like a a name that's just his. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. He's he also be looks like he's got fucking AIDS. He looks like he's... Jesus Christ. Christ. He does. He looks gaunt. He looks like a little skeleton boy. Maybe he's ill. I hope he is. Wow, okay. I hate him. And so moving from one Ellis <laughs> to another, The Matrix Resurrections, which uh, is like a sickness. It's, it's freezing. What do you mean? It's, it's cold. I've got cold fingers. Oh, I'm fine. You get your stick. <laughs> You're fine because you have no fucking... Do you want a blanket? No, I don't want to wear a blanket. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> oh, it's fair. I wish the, I wish the, what I want is I wish the flat to be a fucking room temperature flat. We don't flat. have the money to heat the flat. Are you, what are you talking about? We're Just not talking... It's fine. Uh, the Matrix so, Revolution... Resurrections. Re- resurrections. Piss. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, what we thought of Matrix <laughs> Resurrections. Piss. It's piss. Yeah. I came out of that... F- so it was weird. I had such a weird moment. I came out of Matrix Resurrections and I was like, okay, that film was... Nobody liked Matrix 2 or 3. So no. I wasn't expecting to like Matrix 4. It was more like Matrix 1, but still bad. But it didn't offend me horrendous. Like, it's garbage, but it didn't offend me bad. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I was aware it was crap, but it didn't offend me the worst. Because yes. I was like... I think it's because my expectations were... Solo. I'm, just for everyone at home, my hands... I'm. My, if I put my hand at head level, my expectations were down at, like, butthole level. Okay. So I went into it, and I couldn't really be disappointed by it, because... Yeah. We all knew it was going to be shit. <laughs> well, we'd, all, we'd all seen Reloaded and Revolutions, and we, apart from the motorway chase scene and the fight at the end of Revolutions, those movies are fair... I like the cake that makes you orgasm. Yes, you, you do like the cake that makes you if orgasm. If you're talking about The Matrix, I'm going to talk about the cake that makes I you orgasm. I love Monica Bellucci. You know, talk if to- I could make a cake that made you have an orgasm, I would bake many of those cakes, uh-huh. and I would feed them to... I put them on... I'd be on the street. I'd say, have a slice of cake... 18 plus, 20 pounds a slice. People would be like, I'm not paying 20 pounds a slice. Like, That's fine. I wouldn't need everyone to pay 20 pounds a slice. Mm. I would let the word of mouth spread uh, spread until I was overrun by people wanting my cake. And then people wouldn't even know why. They'd be like, it was so good. And they wouldn't want to tell, like, because if I ate that cake, I wouldn't be like, Gavin, you have to have this cake. It makes you have a cum in your pants. It yeah. makes you do a sploosh. You'd be, I'd be like, Gavin, just trust me. Go get some of that 20 pound cake. And eventually, you probably wouldn't. You'd be like, I'm not paying 20 pound cake. But eventually, you'd, it would be, you'd be sitting here and you're like, why would Gary tell me to get that 20 pound cake? Like it can't be that good, but it must be. You'd get it. Same thing. And then you tell people and I'd be rich off my cum cake. I disagree because <laughs> no, it's like a wet dream. You don't like, you don't tell it's people no, it's better than a wet dream. No, you, cause you're not like to people sleep because then you'll cum your pants. People don't want that. No, but when you have a wet dream, you don't have a full orgasm. True. You wake up, you have a sexy dream, mm-hmm. you wake up messy. Often of you. Thank you. Mm. You wake up messy. You miss the good bit of of the of the what of the process. You miss yeah, the best the, bit. The worst part of like <laughs> the orgasm is the cleanup afterwards. And that's what you get. You get you, you, you wait you have like a really good sexy dream and you're like, oh man, I'm feel like I'm so ready to go. And then you wake up and you're like, Oh, I guess I did. <laughs> and you you just feel <laughs> You just feel ashamed and sticky. You're like, I hate myself. I'm a, I'm a 20, 29 year old monster. Whereas if I was making cum cakes for people, 
What kind of cake is it though? Is it like a red velvet cupcake? I think it's like a, cho- a black chocolate gatto from the movie. Fucking a black chocolate gatto. Yeah, look it up. It's like a. It's. I'm sure the cake. No, I mean, what's your cake? Oh, um, I don't give a fuck what the Matrix cake is. Cake Matrix orgasm. I want to see what the cake in the Matrix is. <laughs> your cake Google matrix. search history must oh be horrendous. Oh, it's a nightmare. Beautiful woman at Lavrai. Because that guy. Oh yeah, look. It's just like a. Look how good that cake is. I'd probably just. I mean, if you're getting a piece of cake that makes you come, it better look, be a good-looking cake. Do you think that looks pretty good? A look, that looks like a rich, a thick, it looks rich. very dense cake. I mean, what else is going to make you come? Dinner. Yeah, it's true. If you're eating cake, it's going to have to be a now, rich. Dense question: cake. Do you have to eat the whole cake, or is it like her? Would it tiny just, little bite? But then you. But how are you going to make money if people are just like eating a crumb every time and having? Because an it, once I've sold the cake, Gavin, I don't, it doesn't matter. The cake costs me nothing to make. How does the cake cost you nothing to make? Bake a cake, Gavin. It'll cost you less than two pounds. They're not expensive. I don't know how to bake. They're not expensive. Plus, I'm, I do. I'm telling you, cakes. You're going to do one of your like vegan cakes that lacks any. It doesn't matter, G- Gavin. People <laughs> aren't eating the whole slice. They're eating a tiny fucking crumb. In fact, you know what? I'll make more money because I won't sell slices. I'll sell bites. I'll be like twenty pound for a bite of my cake. People, are like, I ain't paying that. We're in a pandemic. One person. One person's all I need because one person will be like, I'll pay twenty pounds for a bite of your chocolate cake. We're in a Is pandemic. It... You can't be giving up bites. Of I cake. will fucking do it, Gavin. People. Um, Everyone else would be like, I'll have what he's having. I'll have some cum cake. So wait, do they? if they're buying a bite, do they have to bite it there in the shop in front of you? I don't care. I'll be on the street. Wherever. It doesn't matter. You can't have people coming when Harry met the Sally, street. In When Harry Met Sally, she fakes an orgasm. Yeah. And people aren't like, weirdo. That one woman's like, I'll have what she's having because she wants the experience. Okay, you go to- People will eat my cum cake. They will eat it. <laughs> they will, will not, eat my not, cum they cake. They will. And they won't- They will be back- because you, if I, after one bite, after one bite, I come my pants, I make a mess. I'll be like, holy shit, that was incredible. I have said, I don't think I've said it on a mic, but I'll say it now and I'll tell you happily. If I had a button, if I didn't have to go through the whole process of masturbating, if I had a button mm-hmm. that I could strap down, it would be sellotape down. Strap down. I would sellotape the motherfucker down because there is one thing in this life that I can do for free for the best experience, right? And that's doing a cum. <laughs> doing a cum. <laughs> it's incredible. It's the best feeling and it doesn't cost me anything except time. If I could fuck off all the out, all the process, press my little button, you are damn right I'm pressing that button as much as I fucking can. Now, if you can make the process of pressing a button better by giving me a little little nibble of cake, mmm, sweet chocolate, oh, I'm coming! I will be buying so many bites of that cake. And you tell me you wouldn't? Because you fucking would. What Don't if you're lie. diabetic? Then I'll make you a sugar-free way. Okay. Doesn't matter. I either want to name this episode Make You Eat My Cum Cake or Doing a Cum. <laughs> Those are two of the best things you've ever said to me. Anyway, what were we talking? I cannot remember where we started this. Well, you went from the the orgasm cake in the Matrix Reloaded to, to orgasm cake. Cause, yeah, because I was trying to be like, oh, the highway chase scene's cool, and you went oh, straight to orgasm. Yeah, it's the best straight to orgasm. Yeah, sorry, cake. right? Yeah, and so they, those bits are good. Is there a callback to the orgasm cake in Resurrections? That guy's there. That the guy, the guy that yeah, makes the, the orgasm the cake. Now he's all fucking homeless and. Why bring him? Of when, all the characters. Of all the characters. Of all the characters. <laughs> when he walked on the screen, I audibly rolled my eyes. It was, it was like, you could hear my eyes roll. It was just that intense. I was just like, you are... I, when I went to see the film, I I didn't rush. I saw the trailers. <laughs> I'd seen Reloaded and Revolutions. I've seen other work by Lana Wachowski or the Wachowskis when they have worked together. They haven't made a good movie since 1999. Anyone out there who says 2004 Speed Racer, or not, 
Six's Speed Racer is a good movie. You're lying to yourself. Speed Racer is not a Speed good movie. Speed Racer is a treat for the eyes, and that's it. Your ears, your brain, and your body will revolt. Will reject what is coming out. <laughs> So yeah, they've not made a good movie since 1999, which was The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So when it came to like, I what was, else have they made? Sorry, Jupiter Ascending, Cloud oh, Atlas. Oh Christ! Oh Christ! Yeah, was Speed Racer. Them? Yeah, those films are bad. Yeah, those. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gary. I didn't realize that they don't. But yeah. those films are bad. So when it came to Matrix, Man, Hugo, Res- does Hugo Weaving owe them a like life debt or something? Why does he keep turning up in their films? He wasn't in Cloud Atlas. He isn't. Hugo Weaving is predominantly in Cloud Atlas. No, I'm sorry, he's not, he's not in Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending is the one with Channing Tatum and Mia, 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 Mia Jokovic, Mila Kunis. And he's a dog he's man. He's a wolf boy. And Eddie Redmayne speaks like this because he's evil. That film is so unbelievable. All of the time, money, and effort went to the visual effects of the spaceships and nothing else. Remember that other space film we hated? The one that the City of a Thousand oh, Gods. The Lady in the City of a Thousand Planets, directed Oof. by Luc Besson, which was supposed to be his, like, this is my next fifth element. I've been working on Jesus. this for 12 years. It's based upon a graphic novel. And it's, don't cast Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne as your leading actors, because none of them are good actors. I, I'm sure... Or Rihanna. We spoke about this recently, but I sat through that film, and at one point... Dane DeHaan starts giving it to Cardinal being like, look, are you not going to marry me? And I went, wait, what? Are they not brother and sister? Yes, you thought they were brother and sister. <laughs> I was so good. I was like, why is he trying to fuck his sister? It's the eyebrows. Oh, it's bad. It's the it's eyebrows. It's a bad film. Also, Dane DeHaan in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Awful bad as film. Harry Osborn. But yeah, The Matrix Resurrections. That's how good Major Resurrections is. I want to talk about other movies. I know, and I'm going to get through it. So I didn't <laughs> rush for it. I knew how bad it was going to be. I saw the trailers. It looked disgusting but then everyone online it had that weird all the trailers had that weird like oh yeah and it was i think it was it was trying to do the whole like it's because it's in the matrix we're not trying to hide it's a new matrix so it's going to be like upraised and all this kind of stuff then the movie started and i sat in a near enough empty screen (laughs) and this is like two weeks after the movie came out so word of mouth had gotten around (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i just sat there not angry or pissed off or sad at what because the matrix after the matrix had kind of you know the major the matrix is already dead this is this was this was like the weekend at bernie's for the matrix exactly they've strapped a bunch of strings to a corpse and they're pretending it's still going i just kind of sat there with bewilderment and bewilderment like i was just when, like when it started and it started with the that weird meta storyline of we're in the first matrix we're in but the we're first not. matrix but we're not uh keanu reeves is here and he's made a video game called the matrix. the matrix and he made two more video games and he's now working on he's now being forced to work on a fourth the matrix one online no yeah, he's been forced to work on a fourth one which he doesn't want to do but the studio is making us yeah and they want to make it new and tri- like wink wink look at Look what I'm saying. Do you you get what Lana's saying, guys? Do you get what Lana's saying to you? The studio made... This this is her telling her the traumatic story of how she was forced to make a Matrix movie. Oh, the hardship. Poor Lana Wachowski. I feel so... Fuck off. Like, (laughs) say no. Who cares? No one cares about the Matrix anymore. And just because... Let them make it and it would have been bad and you wouldn't have had your name strapped to the fucking front of it. Like, you could have gone off and done anything. But like, no, I I have to protect it. It's mine. Like, I made it. It's like, yeah, you made it. And then you fucked it. The new Agent Smith 
is bad. Who was the new agents? That from guy it? with the intense oh, eyes. Oh, the guy from like Mindhunter. And, and, I don't know where he's from. I just remember him being bad in this film. Neil Patrick Harris's new awful computer. Because they've obviously always had like a computer bad guy in each one. They've, yeah. Well, and it started with Agent Smith. Fine. Then you had the architect. You had the ghosts. You had the Oracle. The Oracle. You had um, the KFC guy. Okay. The architect. Yeah. So you've had all these characters who only exist inside the Matrix. They're I like always liked the train coding. guy. Yeah, train guy was cool. Yeah. But then you get Neil Patrick Harris, who... Is a therapist trying to manipulate him into doing things. And that, oh, that was the moment I was just like, I can't do that. When he's like, oh, I, I now control bullet time. You're just like, yeah. you don't call it that in the movie. You I'm don't call faster it, than bullet time. You don't call it bullet time in the movie. That's the... Ah. I, I, like, now that I'm thinking about it, sorry, now I'm thinking about it, because I don't think I spoke about it in this much depth, because I was just like, no, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. But now, <laughs> now I'm here having to speak about it for content. What was Neil Patrick Harris? Like, he was in charge. He got put in charge by the robots to make sure Neo didn't become the one. But he, he got fed up. Am I remembering this right? He got fed up of doing that and he decided he could k- kill Neo and take over the Matrix? I think it was he could use Neo to make the Matrix what it is. But he needed Trinity there as well because their powers combined. It's their story. Their, yeah, their, the, their, their want for each other is the, the most powerful it, piece of something. Yeah. So it could make the Matrix happen, but they can never touch. And they bring Neo back to life and they bring Trinity back to life. Yeah, you remember they die in, in Zion in the end of the third film? Well, they apparently the robots can just make people now. So Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Just clone people. The, and I hate when movies do this. Neil Blomkamp's infamous for doing this in his movies. They eradicate the concept of death. <laughs> so now, I, I like, or the, those Kingsman movies when like, um, what's his name? Colin Firth. Colin, like Colin Firth dies in the first one, which is like, oh my God, they've killed Colin Firth. And the second one's like, oh, I should put a gel pack in his head. He's which alive really, again. Which is really weird in the Kingsman films because they do that. They're like, we saved Colin Firth. All right, cool. But also we started this film by killing off everyone. Yeah, everyone's dead. Uh, why did you save Colin? Just start fresh. Either start fresh or don't start fresh. I was just so... I thought we put a gel pack and he's alive. And it's just, and oh, and it's, they killed Martin Strong in that film as well. I watched that. Did I tell you I Mark watched Strong? that? Mark Strong? You keep putting Martin in <laughs> <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Mark, Martin Strong. Um, when it comes to the, the, the closing thoughts of The Matrix Resurrections... Make me a cum cake. That's all I can say. <laughs> cum cake. That's, that's, that's the end. How about this? Out of the three of those main ones we talked about, No Way Home, Ghostbusters, and uh, Matrix Resurrections, what would you say is the the best one? Pro- weirdly, probably Ghostbusters. Really? So, right, because No Way Home, I like No Way Home kind of gets a free pass. It's Marvel. I love Marvel. I love Spider-Man. It would be too easy for me to be like, yeah, it's fine. It's the best one. Like, and it and really for the setting up of the next Marvel film, like it doing what it, it had to do, checking all those boxes, it does all of that stuff. And it has some great moments mm. in the middle of the film, um, which are all marred down by all the stuff we didn't like. Ghostbusters 2 is two thirds of a good film. I would honestly say. Mm. I think it's trying to set stuff up and then it just loses it in that third act. Whereas No Way Home has so fucking much of that just littered. Like if we're talking in, in the in the scope of which one of these is the worst for remember shit. Yeah. I think Ghostbusters is on top of that pile. Yes. I'm not saying it's the best. I think No Way Home is a better movie. Yeah. Ghost, Ghostbusters, however, isn't as bad until that when third it, act. When it comes to the remember berries. 
If we, that's what, sorry, I, yeah. is that what we, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So Ghostbusters is the, is the least bad, No Way Home's in the middle, and Matrix is, yeah, Matrix is the worst for it. Matrix is the worst for it because it, it goes through so many hoops to be like, remember Morpheus? Yeah, well, we don't have him. Sorry, but look, we have another still guy. Still remember Morpheus? Like, no, what the fuck? Just don't do Morpheus then. Like, it was it's when it was like they're in a theater or something, and it's showing you clips from oh, the original yeah. Matrix. You're like, hey, here is literally the film you remember. <laughs> it like at least with No Way Home and Ghostbusters, it's not like here's the well. I guess Ghostbusters has like <laughs> news clips, yeah. but it's not like. Here's literal scenes from the film. Whereas Matrix Resurrections is so dense (laughs) in how it thinks. It's just like, fuck it. Let's just show the thing we're trying to make the people remember. Why even? Mm -hmm. Like, remember Morpheus? Look, there he literally is in the movie you've seen. Remember the first opening sequence of The Matrix? Yeah. Well, would you like to see it again with new people? From a Uh, different angle? And it's not as... Here is the most mental... Here's the most mental thing about that fucking thing. (laughs) Oh my God, Gary, I can't believe you... We're going to keep going. The opening scene to Matrix Resurrections is the same, more or less, as the opening scene to The Matrix. Except the fight choreography (laughs) and the camera work in Resurrections is so fucking bad it's just like how how can you be like hey remember this movie but worse literally we're going to get a different actress different actors put them in the exact same scene Mm -hmm. we're going to shoot it differently and we're not going to shoot it well and you're going to be like why why would i want to see this why would i want to see something that i love and was incredible at the time that changed the landscape of the way cinema was shot and presented and give it to me worse how did you get worse at it like the fight scenes in matrix resurrections are embarrassing they're not great not a single not a single one of them has a moment where i'm like oh but that bit with the thing was cool i just can't remember any of them like if you watch all i remember is neil patrick harris being faster than bullet time Oh god! And so- even that, I remember, like you say, just sitting in the cinema, like, what is, what, like, why? The most mental thing mm-hmm. is like they, when they do this scene where it's Morpheus and Neo and they're doing the training thing, yeah, and, yeah. and like the in a big CGI room instead of just being in a room like in the first one because that was so difficult. The fight scene is so stilted; like, there's no yeah. movement to it, there's no fluid fluidity to it. And then you go back and you look at the first Matrix and you get that scene. And the way the camera work moves with the music and the beats and the hits and everything just flows. And the the words are almost rhyme in the movement of the editing. And it's so beautiful, just mm. the way it plays out. And you get this new one, it's just like, what are we doing? We don't know what we're doing. Ah! Cut, 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 cut. Bum, bum, bum. This is terrible. And you're just like, like I just don't. How I want to. How? How? I want to. I want to round this episode off talking about some silly things that happen in No Way Home. Just little plot holes and little nonsense things, and then we can finish up. My favorite one is um, when Ned is learning the magic ring, mm. and he's like, "Let's just think of Peter Parker, and we'll bring in Peter Parker." Mm. Spins the ring, the portal opens, Andrew Garvels it. The whole audience goes crazy. Ah, cool. Moving on. That's not our Peter Parker, Ned. Try again. Okay. Spin the ring. Another one comes through. This nondescript man who's not wearing a Spider-Man suit just kind of awkwardly steps through. It's a weird moment. It's a very odd moment. But you're over overcome with the excitement yeah, you're like, of oh, it being... Oh, shit, Tobey Maguire. I don't understand why Andrew Garfield looks- got to come through. It gets to run and jump through and Tobey Maguire just kind of like, oh, hey, guys. Hi, I'm here. Bizarre. Anyway, that's not the point I'm talking about. What I find mental is if you... If in... If, if, we, if I was in Spider-Man No Home and I was Ned or MJ, I would be like, holy shit, two Spider-Mans. 
guess that's it. I would I would be like, we should keep we should trying form right? an army like, of Spider Man. Best thing's gonna happen. We have more Spider-Man. Well, best case scenario, we find our Spider-Man. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we end up with 10 more Spider-Men. We don't lose in this situation. Why do they stop? Keep fucking spinning for Spider-Man. Just, just fucking get in, into the Spider-Verse heart animated. Fuck yeah. Get Chris Pine's animated Spider-Man so fucking nuts. in there. Get the one from the Japanese Spider-Man that they did in the, the 80s. <laughs> get that guy in. The second thing I found mental was... And these two are kind of interchanged. I know this is the big one everyone's talking about. And he's like, we're going to cure them and we're going to send them back to where they came from. So when they all arrive, Electro's like, oh man, I was just about to burst into nothing. And, and Spider-Man was fighting. I was literally just about to die. Mm. So they're like, right, we're going to send them back to their point in time. Cool. To when he was just about to die? Yes. <laughs> so you're going to send Electro back into an infinite space where he is electricity without his powers as a human being. So you're going to fill up a bunch of wires with man meat that has no way of escaping. He's yeah. dead. He's dead. You're going to send Willem Dafoe back to the moment he's about to be fucking skewered by his own bag glider without any of his powers where he can fucking jump out of the way of it. I didn't even realize that. They're sending them back to their deaths <laughs> sending, every time. They're sending these regular human beings with no powers back to their deaths. And if anything, they're going to make Spider-Man's lives harder because then when it's like... Like, he was like, like a superpower. You, like, he was <laughs> just cut, a dude. Cut back to the fucking regular like. Did Spider-Man just kill that guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I know, wait, wait, the final thing, part three of things that just didn't make any fucking sense in Spider-Man. Electro turns up, right? So the film I think, states- I think you're going to see what I'm going to say. The film states are clear. All the villains that come through know who Spider-Man is. They mm. know who Peter Parker is, not oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know who Peter Parker is, because that's what Strange is getting rid of. Peter Parker is like, everyone who knows who you are, Peter, could come to this universe. Electro turns up. Oh, man, I thought Spider-Man was going to be black. Wait, so do you not know who Peter Parker is? Sorry, who's Peter Parker? What are you doing in this movie? How did you get here? <laughs> and the other problem is, why all of a sudden is Electro, because I guess Jamie Foxx doesn't really care, why is he just like this cool, suave, just like, yeah, yeah, I'm Electro. I'm like, I'm hot and I'm cool. And you're just like, knows. Did you know, did you know that, who is it that plays Sandman? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's all just like clips in Spider-Man 3. No? They got the actors in. They re-recorded, not even re-recorded, they recorded all brand new voice lines. So they are, they they had those actors on the paid list. Mm -hmm. They're like, guys, we're going to get you in. We're going to do some lines of your characters. Sick. Um, then we're just going to make you monsters and we're going to make you like, so you'll be the lizard the entire film. You're going to be Sandman the entire film. All right, nice one. And then some point they were like, ah, oh, you know what would be cool? If we see them back as they're humans. Ah, oh, can we get in touch with them to film that? Nah, just get some fucking reused footage. Yeah, and then from like Spider-Man 3, they just, and it looks terrible in the film. Yeah, because it's a, like they've taken the scene from Spider-Man 3, people have found it online of yeah. like the scene they've taken it's it from. This, it's literally And it's just him footage. just kind of like looking up at nothing and like... It's reused footage and it looks bad in No Way Home because it looks, like it's it's hard to relight I mean, something If we want to speak about things looking bad, the CGI in No Way Home is not good. Yeah, it's some bad bits. There's some bad bits. But we'll save that for another time. Probably when we we'll talk about up. CGI. We'll wrap up. Sorry, uh, sorry I talked about coming so much. <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about a lot of it coming. My brain and my whole physical being. I feel like the problem is you've been, you've been cut off from podcasting for so long that you've saved all of this madness up and now you just want to let it flow out. And I'm here to receive it all, including your cum cake. So, yes, this has been episode three 
of season three of the meandering movie. I'm doing karate chops podcast. <laughs> or I'm doing Krav Maga because I learned that at some point. No, I have not. Um, wrapping up wise, again, social medias. You need to say again. This isn't a week later. I'm just, I'm just going to... For us, it feels like we're doing it again. For everyone else, this is a week on, so you don't have to... Or I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Two weeks on. Th- jump down on. into the description. You will get social medias for everything. I'm also going to give a shout out to my friend Liam, uh, who is a listener to the podcast. He's, an inc- he's a bit late to the pie. Uh, he is, but let's, he, let's not, you know, let's just... But he's now catching up. He's a bit late, but he's it's catching good he's up here. And he loves we're happy to have he, you. He loves the podcast, uh, and he's an incredible incredible photographer uh, and i am going to leave his website and his instagram in the description go check out his work go support him he's a lovely person i'm streaming again oh yeah and gary is streaming back on again. twitch uh, www.twitch.com forward slash guario g-w-a-r-i-o yeah i'll have to change I'll, there'll be a link in the description for that which i will sort come watch me play games it's, uh currently it's sunday and tonight i'm going to be playing spooky games I don't know when you listen to this, it probably won't be, but I try and do spooky Sundays every Sunday. You and can Gary, just watch me come and shake my pants. Gary has, is the most scared person you've ever met in your life. And even the least scariest of games uh, terrify him. And yeah. it's a treat to watch. I get afraid. Guys, thanks for listening. That's been the Meander Movie Podcast. We're making steps to get back on this old choo-choo podcast and train. If life um, allows us. Would you eat my cum cake? No. Um, anyway, goodbye. I'd make you eat my cum cake. Music is no longer loud. I force you. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear?